Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast, episode 19. I'm Dr. Lindsay Doe, clinical sexologist and host of Sexplanations, the YouTube channel on the podcast. I have a private practice. I go on tour to schools and speak. You know, just doing all the sex that I possibly can. And joining me in the amazing fight for comprehensive, accessible sex education is the amazing Stevie Bobby, my guest today. Yay! Yay! Welcome! Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I am so honored that you're here. It's so cool. So what I'm thinking is that we'll talk about sexual injustices, because I'm guessing you have some things to say there. (laughs) And then... We'll do some fun things. Cool. I'm down for fun. Before we get into it, let's do a shout out to our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash explanations podcast. These individuals pledge at a level, which means they get a shout out and an awesome question in their honor. So Laura Schuster, Donna Flint, Matty O'Sullivan, Paul Nixon, and the Millers, this is for you. Dr. Doe is holding testes. She's holding testes. The question is, and just multiple choice, if you don't get it, no worries. Regarding when homosexuality became legal in the United States. So in 1973 is when we took homosexuality out of the Diagnostic Statistical Manual as a mental illness. 78? Or 78. Is that what you said, 1978? 73. 73, got it. Yeah. What year, though, did it become legal to have same-sex relationships. Do you mean federally, or do you mean all of the states, like, got rid of their laws against sodomy because the (laughs) – um, what is it, Georgia or Louisiana? It's always Georgia or Louisiana, isn't it? Or Mississippi. uh, Sorry, guys. Shade me. Because I think that was, like, less than 10 years ago where they got rid of that. Yes, you were – well – So this says, since June 26th of blank year, sexual activity between consenting adults of the same sex as well as same-sex adolescents of a close age has been legal nationwide pursuant to the U.S. Supreme Court ruling in Lawrence v. Texas. Oh, in Texas. Fuck. I don't know. So I'll give you some choices. Okay. A, 1996, B, 2003, C, 2009, or D, 2015. Mm, it's either 2003 or 2009, I think. 2003! Yay! Yay! I mean, <laughs> that's what I was going to guess. <laughs> yay and boo, because... Yay and also, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's way too recently, especially Ugh. when we figured out, what would that be, 30 years prior, so that it, it wasn't it a mental the disorder. Texas, the Texas Supreme Court, not the federal Supreme Court. You know, I don't know anything hmm. about the, <laughs> the law system Yay! on that particular case. Um, we can all case. have homosexual sex and it's not illegal. <laughs> yeah. I did I did study Lawrence v. Texas, but I studied a lot of laws at the same time. And so mm. it's hard for me to remember which one. If you know what it is, well, we can also look it up. Uh, <laughs> let us know in the comments, please. What sexual injustices are closest to your heart? And when you think about, like, the battle or the activism that you do for sexuality, gender, et cetera? Um, fuck. Every, everything for me? I don't know. I'm a lesbian, so everything that surrounds my sex and sexuality and who I am is political, and there's mm. a lot of injustice. But right now, it's, for me, sex ed and how we aren't teaching anything about same-sex um, relationships. 
at all. I think California just passed to where they have to mention it. They have to mention same-sex relationships? Yes. Okay. Um, I think just sex. I'm not I'm not really sure. I need to look it up. But it's okay. they just added to their what do you call it? Criteria? Cur- uh, their curriculum. Curriculum. Yeah. To include gender and queer sexualities. Wow. So, yeah. So it's the first state to do it. I Yay. mean, I'm really glad that they're doing it now, but very sad that it hasn't already been in the books for hundreds of years. Yeah. Damn us. <laughs> and so when you think about that being placed in the lesson plans of schools. Do you feel like you have a direct connection to that? Is there something that you're going to do to kind of back it or rally for queer inclusion? Um, I don't know because I'm not really coming from the education world. I mm-hmm. guess I've like just came from like being a YouTuber and being an out lesbian. So I have no idea how to navigate that space. Um, and so the reason I do my series called Lesbian Sex 101 is because it was missing. I guess yeah. I never, until you asked me that question, I never realized that I guess I could help like together. Instead you of, can help, Stevie. Instead of being like, fuck the education system, I'm just going to do my own shit because it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do I do? Write a letter? <laughs> I mean, I think over dinner the other night we were talking about how you could participate in, you know, writing that curriculum or oh, yeah presenting it or training the educators to not just be inclusive with what they're teaching, but how they're teaching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Now you you are mandated to say the word lesbian and gay, but mm-hmm. are you going to do that in a, a loving, open way? Or are you mm-hmm. still going to be cruel and yeah passive aggressive? Or, I mean, I think that a lot of people, it's because of ignorance. Like they might not even... And also, I think that because gay people are so over-sexualized, people that know that are scared to ask those questions to their gay and lesbian friends if they have them, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, I would ask my straight friend that's married, you know, about her sex life if I'm a sex educator, but... And you're and you're straight, mm-hmm. you know, but I'd be might be a little more scared to ask a lesbian or a gay man or whatever. So yeah, I think even if there's not ulterior motives, I think sometimes it's it's like scary to navigate. Well, no one taught them. Yeah, and I do understand the worry, and I think it's a great worry. That's what people tell me usually. They're like, I just didn't know because I'm scared to ask. I think that it's a fucked up world where anytime I tell someone that I'm a lesbian, they ima- immediately imagine the kind of sex that I have, and yet. I was never taught how to have sex. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> ah. <laughs> so what are some of the questions that you love being asked or that you want to give permission to people to ask? Oh, God. Ask to others? I think that everyone should just start asking questions. Like, like? it doesn't matter what it is. I think that, um, like... What's your favorite position? Yeah. Or how do you have sex? I mean, a lot of a lot of people, though, if you're not friends with them, obviously, that's like a, a gray area. You mm-hmm. don't want to just walk up to someone at a bar and be like, oh, you're a lesbian. Do you scissor? Um, you know, because <laughs> holy shit, we get that all the time. But if you're close to someone, if you're colleagues with someone and you are an educator and if it's coming from a place where you're like, I teach sex ed or, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be able to talk to kids about this and I have a gay kid in my class and I'm a teacher, even if you don't teach sex ed, whatever it is, I feel like most LGBT people I know are definitely like, yes, how can we help the kids? You know, Aww. so it's not going to be like, ooh, how dare you? You know, and I think there's a big difference between asking for information that you can use as opposed to prying into someone's personal life. Right. So what's your favorite position might be different than how do I make my classroom that could have LGBT people in it 
or LGBT kids in it, how can I make those LGBT kids feel included and comfortable? I am so grateful for you. <laughs> Thank you for existing, Stevie. You and you do that on your channel, right? So we we I didn't introduce you this way, but <laughs> you have a channel on YouTube. It's very successful. Your excellent comedy meets lesbian education, queer education. Yeah. Meets like civil rights and <laughs> uh just generally being awesome and not sucking. And I think that you do a lot there that is lacking in the school systems. What are your favorite things that you have taught that people should check out? Oh, um, I have a video called Literally How to Scissor. Mm-hmm. And I really like that one. I like it too. Especially for people that aren't queer because it addresses a lot of things about like why a lot of lesbians might tell you no lesbian scissor. Or they might be quiet about it. Or why am I even making these videos? So, And I really like it because it teaches the difference between scissoring and tripping. And it was the first time I included animations in my videos, so I'm, like, really proud of it. And you did such a great job. <laughs> Thank you. That's um, fun. Yeah. Literally had a scissor. Lesbian Sex 101. Mm-hmm. I like that one. With the TARDIS and scissors. And... <laughs> you love the TARDIS. Well, I mean, I'm from the nerd community. <laughs> the so time-traveling scissors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you make some really great points there about how the way we demonstrate it with our fingers Mm -hmm. is not physically possible unless all parties are in sex swings. And so, (laughs) yeah, I think it's great. You make some great points and you teach some valuable lessons. Uh, And South Park popularized the scissoring being a thing. So many lesbians are Really? Yeah, they like had it in a vid- like in a whole episode where they just like made scissoring jokes. So that's why everyone's like, oh, lesbian scissor, lesbian scissor. Is like obviously because they are taught that like genitals on genitals is how sex works. So that must be how lesbians have sex. It's the first thing probably. But then also because they called it scissoring in South Park. And that's why. Oh, South Park. Yeah. Thank goodness that we provide alternative sex education. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So let's go back to sexual injustices. Mm -hmm. One that you and I are both super passionate about changing Mm -hmm. is the demonetization of channels on YouTube that have queer content, sex content, really anything that isn't what? What what gets through, do you think? I usually say Disney. (laughs) Disney, Disney you're okay. You can have more money from other advertisers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that across the board, a lot of different genres of content are being uh, demonetized across the platform, which de-incentivizes people to make content that isn't Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, And we need content that isn't Disney. Holy fucking shit. That's why YouTube is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's a lot. Isn't every every sex educator is being hit, right? To my knowledge, yeah. I tweeted out to a bunch of us and said, how hard are you being hit? Mm Because I just assumed that we all were when I put out the How to Touch a Boob episode, it turned off my monetization on every video on the channel except about five. So wow. I I was toward the end of that demonetization, but yeah. it's it's hit me now and it is in full force. I can't believe How to Eat Ass wasn't the one that turned it Yeah, off. seriously. <laughs> how to Eat Ass? Totally fine. How to Touch a Boob? No. No. There's, oh my God, Lindsay. What's up? So your videos turned off as soon as it was a woman describing how to touch a boob. I hear the point what you the are fuck? making. 
Oh yeah, you know, should, I'm just playing you the should gay tell card. them <laughs> about the Just Between Us. Oh yeah, so there's a channel called Just Between Us, which is amazing, like two woman comedy duo that do sketches. And uh, Gabby Dunn is bisexual in real life, and also as her character in the sketches. And uh, so she'll have either you know guys or girls as love interests in these sketches. And all of the videos that has a guy love interest are still monetized, and all of the one that she has a girl love interest are not. <laughs> so what you're saying is, Lindsay, look, if you're eating ass and you have a male partner and a female partner, then it's fine. Yes, yeah, straight but ass eating, fine. Gay ass eating, not okay. <laughs> you have your hands are female hands touching female's breasts. Yeah. I mean, that's like a leap because we can't – it's hard to prove. It's hard to be like, this is uh, – To fun. a degree. I, I mean, I could bring up what isn't demonetized, but I think the last time I looked, things like blowjobs and anal sex were fine. Wow. And things like signs of child sexual abuse or signs of sexual abuse in general yeah. was demonetized almost as soon as I put it out. Wow. Yeah, all mental health stuff is being demonetized too. Like any some if you have the word depression or anxiety or anything, those all those tags are removed. So do you think that we should not tag our videos or use manipulative tags to get uh, yeah, that's what people keep telling it. me. They're like, just don't call it lesbian, call it something else. And I'm like, fuck you. No. Because you want young lesbians or old lesbians or whomever need yeah. the knowledge to be able to find you. That Yeah, that's just like the most, I don't know, if you are just starting to realize you're queer, if you don't know a lot about, if you don't know anything about queer sex, that's the people I want to find my, my videos. And mm. so, of course, if they don't know anything about queer sex, lesbian is the first word they're going to use to try to search it, right? So, um, yeah, fuck that. Also, I'm a lesbian and I'm not going to like, lesbian's not a dirty word. Fuck, fuck that. No. Also, even if you don't use it in your titles and tags, YouTube uses those auto-generated captions where it like guesses what you're saying in the video mm -hmm. to figure out what the, what the video topic is about for advertisers. So as far as I've been told, because people are doing a lot of experimentation, like, okay, if I do this in the video, if I say this and whatever. And um, yeah, I don't know. There's this girl who made a video. I forget what her... She has a disability, and I forget what it is, but a lot of people with her disability tend to also have latex allergies, and so she was taught, she made a whole video about products that you might use that secretly have latex in them, like toothbrush bristles, so that has a, a lot of them, a lot of the brands have latex in it, and so it could be get, making you sicker, what? so she made a whole video, but since she said the word latex... She's she's assuming mm -hmm. um, is why it got demonetized. Also, uh, Ricky Pointer is a deaf YouTuber, and so she uses the word oral to describe deaf people that are taught how to be orally, you know, instead of taught sign language yeah. from birth, kind of, or from when they're yeah. children. And if she says the word oral in her video, she's not even talking about sex, demonetized. <laughs> uh. It's so weird. And so unfair mm -hmm. because, like you said, YouTube exists for this very reason because it's a special place where everybody's voice gets heard or, you know, the people who have access to the Internet. And those are often diverse minority voices that mm -hmm. wouldn't otherwise have a platform. Yeah. And we should be able to say oral and latex in videos without it being deemed not advertiser friendly. We should be able to say lesbian. Yeah, definitely. Definitely that too. And and all of the sexual things because the consequence of that 
is that then you have unkind people doing unkind things. Mm -hmm. You're just de-incentivizing queerness and also incentivizing censorship about lots of things. So like you just said, like, oh, should we should we be sneaky and mm -hmm. do different tags and like blah, blah, blah? It's like, why the fuck? Right. Why is this? Why are we even thinking about that? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Because the, the victim should not have to change. Yeah. And also it's like, even if that does work, why are queer people and people talking about sex who are trying to change the world having to take that extra step? You know, yeah. I could I could be... I don't know, writing a book or something instead of fucking trying to like send them emails about them demonetizing this video. Hey, I promise it's educational. Because what you're saying is that one argument is, okay, when your stuff gets demonetized, just ask for a review mm -hmm. and then they'll fix it and everything will be fine. And you're saying, I shouldn't have to take that extra step yeah. of asking for a review. You should fix your algorithm yeah. so that I don't get demonetized in the mm -hmm. first place. So all the straight people have this extra time compared to <laughs> oh. all of the gay people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> and people seem to think that's a fix. And it's like, I guess. But also what I could be I could be using that time for something else. Time is valuable, you know, especially as YouTubers when we're doing a lot of things on our own. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like seven full-time jobs. Yeah. So. What else pisses you off? What else? Can also, we for fix disabled the people, they don't have a lot of spoons. What the? What they need those that time for something else, and also that could be supplementing their income. Yes. Ugh. No, so I think we agree wholeheartedly that that this is an injustice. Yeah. And you were saying too that there might be some connection to racialized groups and them also having to ask for reviews or dealing yeah. with demonetization, et cetera. Well, that is mostly um, the brand deal. So brands and see uh, people of color audience as less valuable to them across the board, mm -hmm. I think. And that's me taking a wild leap, but I don't think it's a wild leap. Um, so just me comparing me to my queer friends that are black or of color – and just looking at the different prices that they offer me versus them is infuriating. So now they're being demonetized. Because you're a white of, woman. Right. Yes, I'm white. So they're being demonetized on for being queer and then also not getting money for brand deals or as much money for brand deals as their white counterparts. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, Injustice. this is why I love talking with you and other sex educators. Well, just YouTubers in general and saying, this is how much they sponsored me on this. This is how much I asked. Mm -hmm. This is how much I'll do it for. So that we're talking and we're making sure that there's some sort of standard that the the brands and the advertisers, et cetera, have to. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so important to talk in. about numbers. But, I mean, we're just, like, so terrified of sharing income and money and Whatever. And a lot of brands put it in their contract that you're not allowed to tell anyone. Mm. We do anyway, by the way, guys. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Maybe but... I didn't see that in my contract. Like, <laughs> I'm going to tell you everything. Maybe they don't People want you to, to say know. it publicly, but yeah, we all talk to each other. We know when you're being racist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what else pisses you off? Oh, another sex. thing I was going to say is to like actually try to hammer it home is that so if you are making videos about giving a man a blowjob, and that is not demonetized. But you make a video about lesbians eating each other's pussies, and that does get demonetized. Mm -hmm. 
you'll be more incentivized monetarily to make more videos about blowjobs than you would about eating pussy. Yes. So that's why it's fucking dangerous. (laughs) Well, and like you were saying earlier, if you are a creator having a hard time supporting yourself to begin with Mm -hmm. and you are being penalized because you are one of these groups that is getting targeted, then you're less likely to make the content as a whole, not even certain Mm -hmm. kinds. You might just not be able to sustain it. And then we lose that precious, diverse voice. Yeah. A lot of queer creators have quit already, and it's only been a few months. So who are some of the queer creators that you would recommend we check out so that we can support and validate their work? Um, Foxy Hot Mess. Okay. She's fucking hilarious. Talks about pop culture. Um, she's a black lesbian. think she identifies as a lesbian. She could identify as queer. So sorry if she doesn't. Um, Ari Fitz is so wonderful. She does a lot of fashion stuff for like androgynous women, makes some like powerful, like filmy art. Mm-hmm. Um, Heartbeat is yeah. so great, hilarious, wonderful, body positive content. So good. Who else? I think three is good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is an enormous list, not, yeah. a, not big enough, but. Far more representation on YouTube than what we see in mainstream media. Yes. And, you know, so many places where people can go to hear people like them. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about YouTube the most. It's so great. And you. We could check out you. (laughs) Yeah. YouTube.com slash Stevie. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. It's great. So – I would say the injustices that I'm most pissed off about right now are definitely sex education and how it's not expected to be medically accurate worldwide, not even nationwide. That's infuriating to me that it's okay for so-called educators to give out information, information, uh, lies. That's horrible. When you made your hymen video, I sent it to everyone I know. Oh, and thank every, you. Like every single one of them. Did not know. What? Yeah. Popping the hymen is like <sighs> popping the cherry. Everyone believes it's fucking true. It's so mind-blowing. And it shouldn't be. <laughs> Just like the – so I've done a couple of videos about the clitoris and the foreskin that covers it and the smegma that can build up between that foreskin and the, the head of the clit. And people don't know that. I would go to – I just did a conference in Minnesota to a group of sex educators and just watching their faces and knowing, being able to to clock what's going on in their head and thinking, oh, my gosh, you don't know that you need to be cleaning your own body. And Whoa. so you're not teaching your students that they need to be cleaning their own bodies. And mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. I learned so much from that video, too. About the different kinds of hymens and the ones that have like the three holes or two holes. Yeah. So interesting. It makes me wish I had known all of that information before I had ever had any penetrative anything (laughs) so that I could see. Wait, you wish you knew? You wish that you were educated about sex before you had sex? Weird. What? Isn't that wild? (laughs) Yeah, I was talking to Aaron Carroll, who is a medical doctor in Indianapolis. And he was saying that 
when you go to get an HPV vaccine, mm-hmm. so Gardasil, to prevent cervical cancer, mm-hmm. that you need to do it before you become sexually active. So these parents will bring in their kiddos and they're freaking out. Like, I don't want to give my kid this, this like sex preventative vaccine. And he's telling them, yeah, you, you need to do this before they have any sort of genital contact. So you're looking at like ages 11, 12, 13. Do they yeah. think? Do they think that if you give them the vaccine, it's going to make them go and fuck everyone? Like, what? oh yeah, just like <laughs> if you provide kids with access to contraception, or if you give them comprehensive sex education. And the opposite is true. Exactly. But uh, it, I mean, it all comes back to ignorance. Yeah. It's the injustice, though, that's so hard for me because if you want to be ignorant, and that's your choice, okay, but you don't get to tell other people that they shouldn't have knowledge if mm-hmm. they want it. Yeah, very true. My most recent video is called How to Eat Pussy. Mm -hmm. And I premiered it at Buffer Festival. But I was on a panel with lots of other creators that were, and it was a women on YouTube panel. So they were talking about various different things. And so all the people came to see just the women on YouTube panel, you know, not knowing that How to Eat Pussy was going to be on it. So a lot of like teens came in with their moms or dads. Um, (laughs) I love it, Steve. Oh my gosh, it makes me so happy. (laughs) It was so great. Afterwards, like a couple parents like came up to me and was like, that your video was so good. Thank you so much. It was a little awkward though, because like you're talking about vulvas in front of my kid. And I was like, does your kid have a vulva? (laughs) And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck is that awkward? They're like 17. Like what? Why why haven't you talked to your kid about what is happening? Yeah. (laughs) You know? So, you know, they kind of got it, I guess, but I don't know. Why is it icky? Why? I don't, I just don't understand why that's weird. Oh, I mean, because we come from a puritanical culture <laughs> that, that teaches me. masturbation among hundreds of other behaviors because we, I mean, we don't want to look at our own sins, so to speak. And so if we can mark something that somebody else has that we don't, then we just shame them. Hmm to feel better about ourselves. And it's horrible. And I just recently found out that in Anne Frank's diary, the first publication, they removed her describing her vulva and then removed her her writing in her diary about asking her mom about the clit. She asked her, like, what's this hump? And then her mom was like, I don't know. And then Anne was just like, she knows. (laughs) She's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I'd be like, "Why, why don't we just go, this is the clit. This is what the vulva looks like. Yeah. Because we do that we do that to kids that have penises and testicles. Yeah. I mean, pro- maybe not all the time, but definitely more frequently. Well, think about the little rhymes that we have for their toes to teach them yeah. about their toes and their fingers and, like, yeah. We also have fucking rhymes and flashcards to teach them what fucking lions and bears are. Well, you have bears here, but where <laughs> I'm from, there's no fucking bears. Why are – they're not <laughs> – They're not going to come into contact with a bear probably in their entire life. They will come into contact with their own fucking genitals. (laughs) Yeah. Or someone else's. Yeah. We both agree. This is very (laughs) messed up. It's unjust. There's a problem that needs to be fixed. So what's the solution? Oh, no. Oh, no. Making making fun of parents that tell me it's weird to talk to them (laughs) in public bathrooms after I ask them for a tampon. (laughs) I think – Our channels are part of the solution. I think that passing legislation so that mandatory medically accurate sex education is happening in schools is a solution. I can't believe it doesn't have to be medically accurate. Oh, yeah. It's heartbreaking. Do they have other things that have to be accurate? Because, I mean, we know history doesn't have to be in schools, but 
Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm <laughs> sorry. And different, I've seen different topic. people who don't learn accurate grammar, but mm. I don't think that Ooh, that's we because could debate about that. teachers are intentionally trying to do harm. I guess they're not intentionally trying to do harm, but they're depriving people of what is true. I think that the teachers just don't know English grammar, and so they pass it on to their students. Well. And I think that the history or the science thing is because... Do you think grammar is important? Do I? Yes, because I do not. (laughs) I think that there are so many different languages within the English language and slang and all of that. If it's looked down upon, a lot of times it's people in marginalized groups that develop um, different ways of speaking, slangs and different grammar. So if you're telling them this is the right way, it's kind of like making them feel less than after they already do. So I think that if we hold up this like... This is the right way to speak English. So everyone should write all their essays this way instead of teaching the person how to write in their own voice that they already have and they've already learned from their community. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of fucked up. I'm going to have to think more about that, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> I come from a background of academia and that there is a there T-H-E-I-R mm. and a there, T-H-E-R-E. When do you think that'll go T-H-E-Y away? T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. Uh, do you think there's just going to be one there soon? Does that scare the shit out of you? <laughs> <laughs> My gaping mouth. You guys, I wish you could see her face. That's great. <laughs> Get a one. No. <laughs> Especially with the internet. Language is like evolving so quickly to where everybody's accepting misspellings of certain words. Well, it's evolving so quickly that we are telling people the words they're using now are not okay. I've been lectured on the use of genitals as a word. I've been lectured Instead on, of what? Um, I don't know. There wasn't a, an alternative option, anatomy. Hmm. Hmm. But even reproduction marks them as having a singular purpose because genitals uh, referring to the beginning or life, like life parts. Oh, because of the versus pleasure like, parts. Because of the phonetics of the word or the etymology mm-hmm. implies. That's weird. <laughs> well, but we're doing that with all of sexuality's language. Yeah. Like, I just never what does woman mean? And yeah. what is gender? And can I identify? Yeah, let's go to the questions Yay! that people asked. We should definitely the one have that's this been combo pissing later, you off is Oh can God, I identify wait. Wait, are we gonna want... talk about this? Yeah. I'm going to pull it up right now. I posted on Twitter that Stevie would be here and I wanted your lesbian question. Wait, I got to do some caveats. I just, I've never been asked this question. I've never thought about it until very recently. I do not have a fully formed opinion, but I have my feelings I can share and they are probably definitely going to change or evolve later. And this is just how I feel. And it's a lot of feelings. (laughs) You you do have a lot of feelings. Yes, because it blew Uh-oh. my fucking mind because I was like, wait, I want to be trans-inclusive, but I don't like this. Do you, I'm going through so many questions here. Do you remember which one that was? I have it liked. Let's see. So the question is from Pumpkin Spice, and it says, if a person is gender non-binary but assigned male at birth, does it offend you if they identify as a lesbian? I am not 
I don't really subscribe to the idea of telling other people what they're allowed to identify as. Mm -hmm. But they're asking if it bothers me. I would never tell someone that they can't identify as. Oh, maybe I would. <laughs> well, I now probably I'm would never the... tell someone you can't identify as that because the whole point of identities is is so that we can better interact with the world and find out, you know, whatever. Um, language. But, language. <laughs> um, also, non-binary is such an umbrella term. So it could mean so many things. So... I don't know, is this person that is assigned male at birth, do they feel like a woman sometimes? Are they gender fluid? Or do they wake up one day and feel like a woman and wake up another day and feel like a man? Um, why Why do they want to use the word lesbian, I think, is what, what I would ask. But then I was thinking, well, fuck, I'm not – I don't have any problems with um, non-binary people that were assigned female at birth to still use the word lesbian. And I was telling you yesterday that, like, that's because a lot of um, trans people, non-binary people, they come out as a lesbian first if they're assigned female at birth, right? So then they become part of the lesbian community. And so that was, like, one of the first identities that they identified with. And then they're like, wait, I'm not a woman. But I still really like the term lesbian because that's that gave me, like, comfort for the first time and, like, the queer community and, and all of that. So I'm not – I have no problems with people that are assigned female at birth saying that but I don't know I think that my answer is if the person doesn't identify as a woman and never has then why are they trying to say they're a lesbian I guess okay so more questions for the question yeah what do you think <laughs> um I don't think that I am qualified to answer it mm. and okay. I also don't think that my opinion matters mm. in this case because it's not something where I'm educating another human being or where I'm doing sexual health or prevention or protection or anything like that. I feel yeah. like this is a conversation about identity, which is yeah. so um, controversial right now yeah. that it's in the midst of a major change. And I'm happy to be part of that change in those conversations. But until we find a place where we're speaking similar languages. Yeah, we're I'm all we're all trying to, to like, figure it out, and it's so confusing yeah. right now. But I'm glad it is because it's making people think about yeah. it a lot. And so we're finding we're like creating new terms and new ways to say things, and it's so exciting. But it's also fucking terrifying if you have a platform mm -hmm. and you don't want to say the wrong thing. Yep, and you don't want to hurt people because trans people are being fucking murdered for being trans everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, obviously you want to help. I don't know. Hopefully most people. Not help murder, but help right. them. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Help trans people, you know, not be murdered and not feel bad right. and, and feel welcome, especially in the queer community. But yeah, I'm excited to like hear about the response of this and also terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to get to a place where we're agreeing on terms and it's not a constant for me at least, movement between people criticizing others for how they speak or criticizing them for not saying anything at all because they're afraid to. Mm -hmm. It's like, how, how do we hold spaces for everyone in this conversation? Mm. Okay, more questions for you. Um, do you guys actually hate bisexuals or is it all in our heads? Ugh. You guys being... You are you are the representation of I'm lesbian. representing all lesbians and now I will speak for them. Um, no, I think that I have definitely noticed 
some shitty stuff that lesbians say or do towards bisexuals. And a lot of it, in my opinion, comes from uh, insecurity and biphobia and slut shaming and all of that stuff. But I think that I know, I also know tons of lesbians that fight for bisexuals and argue with other lesbians when no bisexuals are around about not doing that anymore and Mm -hmm. why it's not okay to do it anymore. So, but I definitely don't think it's all in your head, but I just want to say if there are any bisexual girls listening right now, queer spaces are your fucking spaces too and you are allowed and you are allowed to take up space there. And if anyone makes you feel like you're not, fuck them. Oh, cheering. I'm cheering. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, you are one t- one of those lesbian women who are so loving toward bisexual women, holding space for them, advocating for them, telling others who aren't being kind to shut up. It's so weird because it's like we're all queer women. I don't understand why. I don't know. It's also, what is it called? It's called lateral prejudice mm-hmm. when a marginalized group discriminates against someone that's like lower because they learned it from their oppressors so and that's what we're doing to bisexuals and trans people like trans women in the community and i don't think people realize that that it's like subconscious so terrible um, yeah okay more questions for you uh how do you tell a girl you like them if you're not sure whether or not they're gay well you should be like yo you gay (laughs) and then when they're like yes or no Either way, you could be like, well, I have a crush on you, so just want to clear that up. Stevie cool. made a <laughs> crushes video on her channel about all of her, they were all your queer crushes? Uh, yeah, queer, well, yeah, queer questioning crushes, yeah. um, but they're all YouTubers, so. And I described all of them. I also have a video called How to, well, I think it's Are You In Love With Your Best Friend is the name of the video. Mm-hmm. It's like how to tell a friend that you like them. And why you should tell them if you like them. So you can watch that video and learn how. And then you can make a video about all of your crushes and let them know that you're super into them. And then they'll tweet you and be like, I saw your video. (laughs) You're my crush too. (laughs) Um, What cute aesthetic LGBT Instagram gals should I follow? Oh, God. I'm on a mission to, to make a master list of this now because I need more queer aesthetic, non, oh God, what's the word? Like um, traditionally beautiful women, mm-hmm. is that the word? Mm. Um, traditional femininity or I don't know, whatever. Alternative beauty? No, that's not good either. I don't know. You guys know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Instagrams to follow so I can be inspired because I don't know fashion. But fuck, who who could I think of right now? Because you're saying that aesthetic LGBT is referring to dressing in a way that expresses a queer identity? Yeah, I guess. I think that historically queer women have rejected, or I guess maybe after third wave wave feminism, they kind of like rejected traditional beauty standards and like burn their bras and like Mm -hmm. like no one I know wears bras anyway. But um... (laughs) Not I'm true. not wearing a bra. Oh, it makes yay. me so happy. <laughs> I hate them. Um, so, yeah, it's like a different aesthetic, but it's also a way for us to be able to identify each other. Um, so there's like certain things that we do that so that we can know who's gay. Mm. Um, so you're going to make a master list on Instagram. Yeah. And I then you'll do. share it with people. Hey, guys, send me your queer aesthetic 
Instagram profiles. Yeah, at Stevie Bobby on Twitter. And what are you on Instagram? At Sassy Bob. I'm hoping to change that soon. Yeah? Phasing out Sassy Bob. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, What do you think about straight people? What do I think about them? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. They're cool, I guess. (laughs) Depends on which one. (laughs) Do you think lesbians sexualize the female body differently than hetero males? And if so, how? Whew. What a fucking question I would want to make an entire video about. I think that straight dudes are taught to look at a woman in a certain way and treat a woman a certain way based on media and like that that women's bodies are commodity. So mm. like you, when you marry them, you're owning them and you have to chase it. And, and that's because it's a rare thing that you can get, that pussy, you know. Um, and guard it. Like, yeah, and so then women, else. they need to guard it and, like, pretend like they don't want it when they actually do, and it's fucking, it's all a shit show. So I feel like lesbians, or at least, um, yeah, lesbians or queer women know what that feels like, and so they're, like, in on it. So they're just like, yeah, the fucking objectification is bullshit, and I'm going to see you as a whole person because I'm a whole person, and this is all bullshit because we've been the, like, bl- brunt of the joke or of the mm-hmm. of everything. So... Yeah, and obviously objectification isn't bad, but when it's 100% of the time you see a woman, Mm -hmm. obviously it's bad. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think it is different. And also like navigating the, well, men are the ones that pursue and women are the ones that are pursued. So what happens when it's two women? Tell tell us, Stevie, what happens when there are two women? Um, I don't know. I think lots of people do different things like... I don't know. I was just well reading. in in heterosexual couples. Yeah, often the woman will be pursuing the man. It's really more of a personality thing. Yes, yeah. definitely. And so, but at the same time, we have been coached or taught yeah. how we're supposed to act as women. And so, yeah, there are exceptions to the rule, but the rule is still there. And so, a lot of times, I've seen a lot of like issues with like oh well what do I do does she really like me I don't know I don't what's going on Mm. um instead of like because you don't know whose role it is you know but I feel like that does open the door more to people having no expectations when flirting and when fucking and when dating and all of those things instead of well, the hunter and then the hunted Mm -hmm. hunter has this expectation and they're gonna make that expectation happen instead of um hey do you want me to do this do you, what do you want? Instead of like, hey, I'm going to take you out on this day, which like, I don't know, that's a bad example, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> and also, knowing you, a lot of these questions will come up in your videos and have already where you have, you just take on sexuality in such a beautiful way where you're just like, hey, look at me. I'm the sexual person. Here's how I flop around in these conversations and figure them out and sometimes I nail it and other times I don't and I'm going to model that for you on my channel and you're going to be okay. We're we're all going to be okay. All right. Last question. Do you have a favorite? I do. Oh, okay. Go for it. How do you combat femme invisibility? I could have sex in front of God herself with a woman and would still be questioned. Hmm. I think that it's not just femmes that are questioned. It's all lesbians because well, who teaches us that everybody wants a dick? Is it the whole world? Because it's porn. It's 
I mean, most most of the queer representation we have in movies and TV shows, either they're they're bisexual, and so and then they end up with a man because their lesbian romantic interest dies mm-hmm. every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I don't know. Okay, so how do you combat feminine visibility? And um, what you mean by that, or what the person asking the question means, is feminine mm-hmm. lesbians are not don't have a lot of representation, so people don't think that feminine lesbians are real lesbians. They think that, oh, well, they, I mean, you're, I'm attracted to you as a man, mm-hmm. so you must like men. Mm. If you're unattractive, then, like, obviously, that's why. You can't get a man, so that's why you're having sex with other unattractive women. But if you have sex with an attractive woman, I'm going to question her true identity, too, now. How do you That's combat? so messed up, Stevie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. Uh, how do you combat that? Um, living out and proud. And I don't know. When I first came out, I told every f- – I mean, I'm, a lot of people do this, and it might be annoying, but I don't care. I, I still do. I tell every person I meet I'm a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm a lesbian. Hi, I'm a lesbian. Hi, I'm a lesbian. Um, that helps. Also being out and coming out and posting stuff on the internet, be it videos or Instagram photos or, contr- or contributing during Pride Month, coming out to Pride, being more visible in your identity and um, sharing that with people, if you're safe to do it, combats that. How I could have sex with God her- in front of God herself. I love that you said herself and still be questioned. I think also that a lot of times we get really defensive about being questioned instead of using it as a learning opportunity um, because a lot of people don't really have ulterior motives. They've just been taught that, taught certain things. And so instead of, I mean, react however you want. It's totally justified if you're pissed off about it. But if you can try to turn it into a teachable moment instead of a, oh, how fucking dare you? Mm-hmm. Um, that could contribute to helping it instead of hurting it. So or just shave your head. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit of making sure that you're out there as the example that people keep denying, mm-hmm. and then also being willing to do some education. Mm-hmm. Um, I would add for the people who are part of the problem that we can make sure that we're watching and participating in queer content and like supporting you as creators and human beings and relationships and you know just saying like yeah Stevie I'm so happy for you and your partner partners and validating that rather than being like so when are you you know gonna date a dude or when are you gonna date me the dude whatever that is yeah can I watch yeah, I'm sorry. That is a, that is a sexual injustice. It's yeah. shitty that that your sexuality is questioned that something that is so core to your identity is being poked at and I'm I'm really sorry that that happens. Yeah. It's getting better, I hope. Question mark. I think it is and I think it, that is in part due to people like yourself. And we're casting like, more Here I am. casting more feminine actresses to play lesbian characters and stuff, which is really cool. I wish that they were actually queer actresses so people wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, obviously, that's not what a real lesbian looks like, you know? Um, <laughs> that would Maybe help. Maybe we'll see you in a movie soon, Stevie. Oh, God, I can't act. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many beautiful, wonderful queer women who can and are acting. Um, they're always like the feminine ones are always cast as the straight person, and then they always cast a straight person as a lesbian. It's like what? There's so there's so many 
Queer, okay, whatever. Mm. <laughs> well, you've done a great job today on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. We have two more things to do really quickly. Okay. One, we're going to do kegels. Main squeeze, squeeze it good. Oh. We're going to do a speed version. Speed version. Yep. I'm just going to count to eight. And so just clench them, like boom, 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 boom. Like rhythmically or just stay there? Rhythmically. Okay, got it. And then if your mind can think about it at the same time, we need to come up with a homework assignment to give the audience. So ready? Kegels? Clenching? (laughs) I'll count. We'll squeeze. (laughs) Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yay. And of course, keep doing them if you choose. Do you have any ideas about a homework assignment? Now you can practice at home. Dr. Doe gives you sex credit. Um, homework assignment. I don't know. Kegels? Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do more and, and watch Stevie's videos. The whole <laughs> Lesbian Sex series. Lesbian Sex 101 series. Or not, it's not 101. I'm thinking of... It's Lesbian Sex 101. Oh. So what am I thinking of? Girl Sex 101, too. Hmm. Yeah. Lesbian Sex 101. Watch the whole series. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) And more will come. (laughs) Ha ha. Okay. Thank you, Stevie. Thank you to Complexly and Cinema Studios for production. Count Boogie for the jingles. And Cora and Parle, I'm still learning.